0: to spend a couple minutes with you talking about a uh, concept that if you haven't heard of it, you should definitely uh, listen to this podcast uh, and even research it a little bit. It's called the Blue Ocean Strategy. And I'm going to talk to you about using the Blue Ocean Strategy for um, for network marketing. So I'm just stepping out of my, uh, my patio here. Um, so Blue Ocean Strategy is really the major way that you beat your competition um, in marketing. Actually, it's not to, not to get sidetracked But I just came out on the patio um, and there's two roadrunners um, in the back, Forest Preserve, that we back up to. Um, is, anyway, really cool. Being from the Midwest, we don't have roadrunners. So if you're from the West, you're like, yeah, Zach, who cares? Listen, I care. It's cool. Um, so <clears throat> uh, Blue Ocean. So one of the things that you have to do is position yourself in a way where you beat out your competition before it begins. So I I use this kind of a story and then I'll I'll wrap it back into network marketing. So right now, if you've been following the show for a few weeks, um, at least, uh, you know that we are uh, looking for a new house. So um, the really short version is we live in a beautiful house right now in Southern California in a town called Oceanside. And yes, if you're geographically inclined, that is by the ocean. Um, beautiful, beautiful house. Uh, uh, man, we're just so blessed by it. It's on a huge lot, so we have like this old county lot, right? So they're, they're really, really, really big lots for a coastal town. Um, you know, so we've got uh, obviously it's a multi story house. I shouldn't say obviously it is a multi story house. Um, on the left side of the backyard, we've got this beautiful in ground pool with a hot tub. The front part of the backyard is like Um, just this beautiful view with a fire pit and all this stuff and the view is overlooking the mountains and um forest preserve and we're right down the street from this from the beach a few miles from the beach and then on the right side we've got like a half court basketball court with like crushed rock um surrounding it it's it's awesome we just love it um now, we are renting this place, and uh, unfortunately, the landlord wants to move back in. So when we, got it, we, when we got into this house, the landlord said we could be here for at least three to five years. He had no intentions of moving back in. He had things changed in his life. He wants to move back in with his family. Um, we were renting because it's more beneficial for us from a tax perspective. Um, we can shield a lot more of our income by renting rather than bar- purchasing. Okay, that's the short version. Um well, the rest of it is we're, prob- we're looking at buying a property. Okay, so we're looking at buying something rather than renting um, because we are able to uh, purchase without having heavy tax implications. Okay, um, because of something new that, that happened. That brings us up to today. We're looking at um, buying a house. The market is absolutely insane right now. Okay, it's totally nuts. It's actually more nuts in other parts of the country. A lot of people are leaving California, um, but it's still crazy here. Um, And it's really crazy because um, a bunch of people are coming down from like LA and San Francisco, um, which are more expensive than San Diego, believe it or not. Um, And I think both of them are just absolutely terrible in comparison. Um, And they're (laughs) they're realizing that too. Um, So they're coming down here and they're selling their houses that are um, worth. Well, maybe not. They're worth more, but they're uh, they've appreciated really heavily in the past, you know, five ten years. And so they're coming here with you know hundreds of thousands in equity that they're literally just using to bid up the prices of housing. So basically, if a house was a million dollars, they're buying it for one point two million because they're getting it appraised for a million and then putting two hundred grand on top of that uh, appraised value. Right. So that's basically what's happening, and so that's why the market is so nuts. And so. You know, we're talking to our, our real estate agent and, you know, I said, hey, you know," I'm basically like, hey, real estate agent. I'm like, how can we position ourselves? Like if we just go to war, like pound for pound, right, like pound for pound, we're not going to beat a lot of these people. Okay, because now, and what's crazy to me is <laughs> like these people that we're competing against, like these are normal job people, right? They might only make a combined income of $200,000 per year. Um, they've tapped themselves out. They're basically house broke, but they essentially, you know, got lucky and wrote an appreciation wave and they've got a few hundred grand to toss around and um, and that's what they're doing. You know, meanwhile, we have much higher buying power, but we've established our life to always rent and to um, basically just invest in invest in assets, and always rent our personal residence. And in the past 30 days, we found out we have to leave this house, and we need to um, go, go get a new house. And in the same exact time, we're competing against what I just told you. And additionally, you know, these people with jobs can put 3% down, we get to put 10 to 15% down. Plus, we need to come to the table with like, a bunch of money on top of that to actually compete. So I told the agent, you know, we're basically competing on a 30-day runway in a game that we didn't know we were gonna play. Um it's so a pound for pound, like we're not really we're not just pulling out three hundred grand out of our pocket because we invested that we've invested that money. The money's all in investments. So we got we can pull enough money together for the down payment in this amount of t- we have two weeks in the amount of time to do this. We can pull some extra money together to put on top of the appraised value, but it's not three hundred grand. So you know, Mrs. Realtor, how do we change the game we're playing? Because if we play pound for pound, we're going to lose. Like, I'm telling, I'm literally telling this to my Realtor, I'm like, I don't like to lose. You don't want to lose. And I don't want to go be looking at houses and stuff like this, knowing that I might lose. Like, I want to win. So, the way that you do this game in marketing, is by you reposition yourself or you just flat out change the rules entirely so that you're playing a winning game. That's what I'm trying to get across to you right now. <clears throat> the way that, the reason that our business has really, um, and we're very blessed to say it's really done well over the past few years, it started to just hockey stick for the past two years straight, hockey stick positively in an upward direction, is because we took two years previous to that and figured out the hole in the market and how to position ourselves into that hole in the market so that we didn't have to be the best salespeople in the world. We just had to be, be there. And because we were there, we win. Now, of course, we've got to be good salespeople. We have to fulfill on our promises. We have to create good products, good services, whatever. You get all of that. But most of the game comes down to positioning. I was always, when I was when I used to be a... Like a, like a corporate salesperson. I always was baffled by the fact that a couple of the companies that I worked for didn't want to reposition themselves in the marketplace. They didn't want to make their offer better. They just wanted us to get better as salespeople, which many times is what's broken, right? Many times it is the salesperson that sucks. But with a company that's 30 years old and they haven't adapted in 30 years, you know, that might need to get shifted and I learned this firsthand in super old school network marketing I was in a company that was very very old and I was selling the opportunity that no one really wanted and the only advice that we kept getting was just basically get better get better at selling it and after six years I was like I don't think I can get better at selling this I'm pretty freaking good at selling this opportunity it's just no one wants it And so we had to reposition, number one, the opportunity that we were representing, but number two, the way that we presented it. Nobody wants the old school BS anymore. Like, If you haven't got that through yet, listen to this podcast some more because it will convince you. Nobody wants old school network marketing anymore. The only people that want it are the owners of companies, corporate or big upline, and they're hanging on for dear life. Think about where we're going as a world. COVID has made it very clear that we can almost all work online, right? Besides service employees, almost everyone can work online. We've, that's been extremely clear. Number two, um, it is also becoming very clear that in some capacity, our currency will completely change and it will be digital, Whether that is cryptocurrency or whether that is, you know, a current fiat currency in a digital format, that is going digital too. So we're going to a digital currency. We are basically going to be removing anything that is not that way. Everything is electronic. You know, we're literally signing offer letters for our housing and everything is document. Bang, 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 done. I literally remember my parents buying homes and they would be going through 90 page offers and manually signing these things. That wasn't that long ago, right? We're talking like 15 years ago. Um, the world is changing extremely fast. Right now, you can make a full time income selling crap that you never touch called drop shipping. You can sell stuff on Amazon. You can do stuff on Shopify. You can literally make shirts that say whatever you want and drop ship them, drop ship them to, a, to a customer across the country, never touch the shirt. And you could literally do that all today. And only pay for the cost of that manufacturing for one shirt, one, not a hundred one. The world is changing so fast, and it's adapting, and it's becoming so consumer-driven. To actually think and believe that network marketing, as it originally was built, is still viable in its tr- in its original form is naive at best. It is not. It is, It's no, just all you have to do is go talk to 50 prospects about traditional network marketing, see how many you get in, and see how long they stick. We already all know that. I don't think I need to convince much of us of that type of, that way, a method of building the business is dying. Now, I didn't say network marketing is dying. Network marketing is alive and well, and I think it's going to grow bigger and bigger every single year because COVID also taught us how weak people's jobs were and how weak their finances were. So I think network marketing is going to grow very, very fast. But the methods are going to die. And it's not because we have to kill them. They're already dying. Okay. So that's the groundwork. Now, in order to win, you don't need to sell people better. You need to position yourself better. So we positioned ourselves as, as MLM rebels, right? We positioned ourselves as the organization that can help you build your network marketing business like a true business help you build your network marketing business with online marketing principles true online marketing principles show you how to make money on day one show you how you can make thousands per month within literally 30 days of starting show you how you can recruit 30 a month 30 people personally a month with unlimited scale show you how you can automate your recruiting we positioned ourselves as a way to build network marketing like a true online marketer would that's how we positioned ourselves. And so we don't need to be these, I don't need to crack people over the head because the offer is so good just like that. <clears throat> We're also only focused on talking to network marketers. I'm not worried I'm not worried about talking to real estate agents. I'm worried about talking to current network marketers. So I have a specific target with a specific solution that is needed in today's marketplace. I'm not trying to force a solution down their throat. They're looking for it. The trick to marketing is entering the conversation that's already going on in the prospect's mind. That's the trick. So let me give you some examples. You need to find a target that you want to speak to, that you have energy to speak to. The reason I can do this podcast for three years is because I have energy to speak to network marketers. I have a passion for it. I have a story behind it. I have results. I was told recently by a prospect who eventually got enrolled. He said, he said to his salesperson, he says, "Zach is either a psychopath or he's or he's uh, a truthful man, because no one can do a podcast for three years for any other reason. You need to have that level of energy for your target audience. So, where is your energy? Is it moms? Is it skateboarders? Is it Christians? Is it atheists?" Who do you have massive levels of energy for? And then secondly, what can you teach them that no one else can or no one else will? Do you want to teach them about network marketing specifically? Do you want to teach them about finances? Do you want to teach them about um, handling finances correctly? What can you teach them that no one else will and no one else wants to? So as an example... Let's say I want to serve Christian people and I want to teach them how to handle their finance as well. Okay, there's other people that do that. Dave Ramsey does that, right? But maybe there's something that I don't agree with that a lot of people probably don't agree with that Ramsey talks about. I don't know if that is, by the way. I'm making this up completely. But maybe there's something there, right? Um, I know he's obviously totally against consumer debt. So maybe I, for some reason, think consumer debt is good if, if it's used in these parameters. Maybe I can speak to those people, I carve out my niche of Christian entrepreneurs learning how to um, handle their finances with consumer debt. Right? Again, I totally made that up. I think consumer debt is bad, uh, but you get the idea. Um, maybe I have a huge amount of energy for um, for professional athletes that uh, you know basically lost their way after after they after they retired, and I want to help them start a business where they can actually make the level of earnings that they used to have and compete again at the level that they want to compete. I'm going to show them how to do that. And I have a special set of skills that can help them, right? So who can you speak with? Maybe it's something as simple as your single dad. You want to speak to other single dads and you want to show them um, how to build network marketing. Or you want to show them... Um, you know the four ways of making money online, and then you lead them into your network marketing business. So you carve out a niche, you carve out a target, and then you figure out what you're going to teach them. There's other ways to explain this. This is the way I'm explaining it now, um, but I think you kind of get the picture. I chose, we chose network marketing because that is where our passion was. I had, at that time when we chose Rebels, um, we had eight years of experience straight, an eight years straight of experience, um, and. I had a huge passion, I had a huge energy. I knew I could literally never stop talking about it. I could never stop relating to the people that had gone through the pain that I went through. So I had massive fire for it. And I also had the ability, at that point I had the online marketing skills, I had the ability to solve a problem that no one else was. There's people that are doing similar things that are quote-unquote similar, but they're not even close. So no one else was solving the problem. So that's what we chose. That's where we created our blue ocean. The reason it's called a blue ocean is because there's no blood in the water. A red ocean is where there's blood in the water and you have to fight for the scraps. Your goal is to create or carve out your own section to where it's blue. There's no blood in the water and you are the big fish essentially. Okay, so that's the purpose. You can look at things more. It's called Blue Ocean Strategy. You can also go on our YouTube channel and search Blue Ocean. I think I've actually done a show a few years ago on the Blue Ocean Strategy, so you could even look at that. Uh, but if you understand what I just said, recognize that it's repositioning yourself that's the number one key. It's, it's going to take, that's going to cover 50, 60, 70% of all of your effort. Literally just your positioning. The last little bit is just your final kick over the edge for people. Um makes things a heck of a lot easier and a lot more fun. So anyway guys, um we love you. We appreciate you. I'll keep you updated on the house thing as we know more. We just put another offer in today. Um so it'll be interesting because we actually put an offer in last week. Um we got countered. Um we put another offer in and we lost. So we were the runner-up. Um supposedly we're the runner-up. Um that house we're really excited about by the way with that last one um so we're actually still praying and believing that uh that house actually falls out of escrow and that current buyer is blessed with another place that's better suited for them because we really like that one um uh, in the event that uh, we, you know, uh, that that prayer is misguided or we feel we have misheard God, um, we put another offering in today. Um, that property we are like 8 out of 10 excited about. The other one we're like 9 out of 10. Um, so we'll see how that goes as well. But um, anyway, um, that being said, that's all I got for you today. And uh, you know what to do if you found value in this. And uh, we appreciate all of you. Hope you have an amazing day. Talk to you soon.